It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Hey, Alondra. Hey, Christian. I have a question for you. Hit me. When you look at me, do you think I'm a tourist? Think you're a terrorist? Damn. (laughs) It's an easy joke. It was a setup. (laughs) No, I did not set that up purposely for you. I think you did on purpose. Here, I'm going to keep bringing things up. I'm going to bring up questions. I'm going to see if you can make jokes. On every single one? On every single one. I bet you I can. Let's try it. Hey, Alejandro. Christian. Do you like my shirt? I think it's lame. Eh, five out of ten. (laughs) That's really generous, actually. I'm warming up. I'm warming up. Oh, you're warming up? Okay. uh, I have another question for you. Um, When you look up at the sky, what's the first thing you think of? Damn, that's high. Is that like a, is that like a joke to like, for like weed paraphernalia type thing? I was thinking maybe like it's a roof. Oh. These aren't funny if we have to explain them. Yeah, also, my setups are not good. Do you want to try one more? I'll try one more with you. Okay. Yo. Yo. When you look at my knuckles, what's the first thing you think of? Why are his knuckles in my face? <laughs> good, good. You're hired. Uh, for... <laughs> That's not even a joke answer. That's just like a straight up answer. Uh, as you can tell, I've done uh, at least 10 years of improv, and this is where I'm at. This is where great. I'm at. This is where I'm at. Uh, you know what? I... Flawless. Flawless, Flawless victory. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate your presence. Um, I also deeply appreciate my presence. Uh, I'd like to thank my parents for procreating and uh, making me. That's gross. Um, why don't we just go ahead and jump into the movie? Yeah, that's we? right. Uh, let's let's welcome our listeners well, yeah, uh, to the oh, podcast. Man. No, dude. wait. What do you mean, listeners? Don't people don't listen to this? They only watch it. People listen to this? Yeah, dude. You think what? There's zero people listening to this, and we're just talking into the, the deep abyss. I was thinking the dark void, but yeah, deep abyss is an also good answer. Yeah, I'll say that. Excellent. Why don't we just say welcome, anyways? All right, welcome, 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 everybody. My name is Alejandro, and my name is uh. Christian. And we are the hosts of, of ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Also known as It Can't Be That Bad. Podcast. Um, folks, before we jump straight into it, we do want to ask you, um, please take your phones out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, uh, subscribe to us everywhere you listen, um, follow yep. us on Instagram, mm-hmm. follow our handles, grab my love handles. Grab your bike handles and bike safely because cars are dangerous. Wow, what a weird mix. So you're on the bike as well, huh? Are you sitting on the handles and they can steer the bike by grabbing your love handles? Dude, I want to try that. Have you seen that in movies? Where people grab their love handles to steer the bike? (laughs) No, I've actually never seen that. No, like in like old 90s movies where you sit on the basket of a bicycle and like you're you're having fun. I'm thinking. You're thinking of E.T.? E.T. <laughs> Old think, 90s movies. I think that's an 80s movie. Yeah, that's an 80s movie. Uh, we watched a movie that's not either of those decades. It's actually nope. from 2010. Wow. A solid decade ago. 10 years. Boy, oh uh, boy. The movie we watched is called The, the Tourist. Tourist. That's uh, spelled T-O-U-R-I-S-T. Thank you very much. I took fourth grade English. Good job. Um, it had a rating of PG-13. Uh, we already said it was released in 2010. And it yep. has a runtime of one hour, 43 minutes. Or, for Melissa, yep, a hundred and three minutes. Listen, listen up, Melissa. That's for you. Don't tell her what to do, all right? Wow. Um, IMDb gives it a six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a flat twent. Uh, that's short for 20. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Come on. What? <laughs> Come on. What? You don't like twin? <laughs> You're not saving much time. I'm twin. How old are you? Twin six? <laughs> Stop it. Keep going with the nitty gritty. Not until you say twent is good. <laughs> twent is bad. Uh, Metacritic is rated 37. Stop. 37. <laughs> Dude, it's not working. You can't. You are not a trendsetter. I am, bro. Are you? I brought back Converse. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, Converse I, have been around. I brought them back. They never left. I brought them back. No, they never <laughs> left. I brought back Converse. Fake Converse from Walmart, probably. You're a fake Converse, That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You want to guess some motherfucking Google users or what? Yeah, it's going to be 87%. Well. Row? Row, row. Row, row. Row, Someone's really close. Row, wrong. 86. Eight. Oh, fuck. Uh, but I'll give it a like, and now it's 87. Look at that. Um, anything you want to say about this film? Almost everything, dude. Perfect. And I'll say the synopsis so people know what we're talking about. 
During an impromptu trip to Europe to mend a broken heart, math teacher Frank Tupelo finds himself in an extraordinary situation when an alluring stranger, Elise, places herself in his path. Their seemingly innocent flirtation turns into a dangerous game of cat and mouse while various people who all think Frank is Elise's thieving partner, Alexander Pierce, try to capture the pair. Good job, dude. Thank you so Good much. Good job. That's a loaded synopsis. It's That's, got it's got a lot of uh, repeating consonants. Yeah, a lot of T's from what I picked up. That's a tongue twister within itself. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Um, I would like to say that you are very articulate, and your synopsis are getting better and better. I'm learning how to read, Mom. Hey, good job. Good job, Alejandro. We're here for you. Uh, this movie is starring Angelina Jolie. Of course. John Adepa. Of course. Paul Bettany. Of course. Timothy Dalton. That's a surprise. It's a welcome surprise. And then a gentleman by the name of Rufus Sewell. Who plays? Uh, he's like the fake Alexander Pierce. Oh, he's that guy. The That's guy right. Who, and he's in, uh, he like plays a bad guy in a lot of things. He's, he's all, a very handsome fellow at the end. I remember him. Yeah. He plays a bad guy in Knight's Tale. He's also the Nazi guy in The Man in the High Castle. Uh, he's in The Illusionist. Oh, okay. He, he's, done, he's done a couple of things. Um, okay. He's done a lot. But yeah, great actor. I really like his French face. I want to ask you a question. Did you really like this movie? I really did, actually. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Because I was thrown off. Because I've heard of the title, and I knew Johnny Depp was in it. And for some reason, what I kept picturing in my mind when we were going to do this movie was The Window mm. with Johnny Depp. And way so different, was, better movie. Way different. I completely forgot about that movie. I haven't seen it in years. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, the DVD. <laughs> I do have the DVD. The Secret Window, But right? it's a thriller, and he's it's, an it's author. It's The Secret Window. And so when I... Uh, is it The Secret Window? Yeah, it's probably The Secret Window. That's right. And so... Uh, jumping into this when I turned on Netflix and I put it on, I was like, oh, I don't remember Angelina Jolie being in this thriller. In this <laughs> yeah, because that's semi- just Johnny Depp for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. He's just stuck in that room in like the attic or whatever. And so I was pleasantly surprised because I was craving. No, I was oh. craving a, a romance film, dude. Uh, a rom- Not necessarily a rom-com. But no. a romantic thriller, I would say. A romantic thriller with sprinkles of comedy throughout. I think Johnny Depp is playing Johnny Depp. I think that's how he really is in real life. I he's really not, hope so. Because he's not playing, I hope so too, he's not playing a huge character. He's not playing Edward Scissorhands or Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. And he's not playing a real person like he did uh, when he did Whitey Bulger uh, oh, yeah. or or even uh, John Dillinger, which will come up again later. Because that's usually what he is. He either plays like some sort of... Uh, Super crazy character. That is most likely created by Tim Burton. <laughs> Yeah, or he's playing some sort of biopic uh, character. And in this one, he plays a made-up character, um, Frank Tupelo. Yeah, uh, and he does a great job. He playing he's playing kind of almost semi bumbling idiot, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just he's not necessarily an idiot. He's just in a place that he's unfamiliar with. This character. Yeah, he felt he looked very authentic to me. Very good. And so um, I think this is a good jumping-off point for uh, this movie because. Yeah, it's so it's it's awesome to see him like this. No, totally. And it's what's really cool is this movie. It, it starts out when the movie opens. You don't see him for a while. The movie has about fifteen, maybe twenty minutes before you see Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah. Because what's happening is Angelina Jolie is running away from not just the police because she's um, some sort of like mobster's wife, uh, mm-hmm. but they're also running from a, a, a other gang that's yes. trying to get their money from them. Yeah. Uh, we know Alexander Pierce is this bad guy who has somehow disappeared or died. We're not really sure what has happened to him. Yeah. But then he gets a message to her. And uh, the message is delivered via letter and it says, go to this place at this time and I'll, I'll meet you there. She burns yeah. the letter and then dumps water. Someone dumps water on it. Right. Yeah. And then they're able to save. They're this, able- is something, this is something that I thought was crazy about yeah. this movie. The technology that the... Interpol had. I wanted to bring that up with you because that seemed way too fucking high tech. No way. Because that no should have could... been burnt to ashes. And then at as that soon point. as the water, it turns into bl- black water. Like those yes. pieces wouldn't have stayed. Yeah. You but know, they were able to save it on. They were able to save it on like a an hors d'oeuvre plate. Yeah. And uh, bring it back. And then like to the take, and then take the bits of ash and like scan it. And scan, they were read dro- it. They were dropping uh, drops of like some sort of more uh, water reagent, more water, <laughs> more on water, so that they could read wetter. <laughs> it was it was crazy, and so they were able to decipher this message. Yeah. I'm sure you really liked the spy esque. Oh, especially because uh, they had the best spy in this film, Timothy mm-hmm. Dalton, uh, who was is one of my favorite James Bonds. One of yeah, he's not. 
he's not my favorite because uh, it's Daniel Craig. Um, mm-hmm. But I would venture to say he is a, a, it's a solid two spot between him and Roger Moore. Nice, nice, dude. Yeah, um, because in contrast, I wasn't. I don't too... know who he is. <laughs> I have no, no idea. idea. You're just is. saying these names, and I'm like clueless. <laughs> um, but no, in contrast, I didn't really care f- much for the spy esque aspects of this movie. The movie really started the true start of this film was when she enters the train agreed and locks eyes with johnny depp so i don't want to spoil i guess it doesn't matter Um, came out a decade ago do whatever the fuck you want man so the whole movie is angelina jolie finds this schlup who's on the train uh alexander pierce tells her to find somebody my height and build and have the police believe that that's me Mm -hmm. so that they'll arrest that guy and you can get away yeah um that's pretty much the long con of the game of the movie She's trying to con Johnny Depp, um, but she's initially initially drawn to him. She sits down and starts having a conversation with him, and and he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, he plays it really well." Yeah, oh, it's already, and you can tell. I I love the attention to detail in this movie is one of my favorite things, and a lot of people will probably combat me with that. But even her walking down the aisles of the train, you can tell that she is turning heads. Everyone is looking at her. Yeah. B- because might I say, Angelina Jolie looking like a snack. Oh. Yeah, I would have an Angelina Jolie rancher, if you know what I'm saying. No, I actually I have no idea what a rancher is. <laughs> I've actually never heard that phrase. Not, wait, are you? is this a part of a bit? Or no, you really this don't is know? 100. I, what's a, what is a rancher? An Angelina Jolie rancher? What is that? Mean? An Angelina Jolly rancher, dude? Jolly rancher. Oh, oh Jolie rancher. Now I have rancher. to dissect my pun. Oh, I was man. pretty proud of that. No, that's actually, it's, that's actually a really good pun. I am just an idiot. I'll, I'll throw that on a I shirt, I thought it was dude. Angelina Jolie rancher. I'm like, what is a rancher? It's Angelina thought, Jolie playing a rancher. I thought rancher was like... Uh, I don't know, like a wrap that you put ranch dressing on. And like, yeah, I would put Angelina Jolie in a tortilla and wrap her up, cover in ranch dressing. I thought you were saying something. That's why I was like, huh. Dude, interesting. weirdly sexy. Uh, you teach me a lot of weird sex stuff. Hey, man, for a guy that's only had two girlfriends, you'd be surprised at how much I know. I am, actually. Yeah. Very. Not that much. You know who doesn't need to have practice? Ooh. Johnny Depp. Probably not, man. Um, he could practice not beating women. There was a rumor going around that he beat Amber Heard. I don't want to believe that. I sh- Some people think she's lying, but you know what? I, I, I don't know enough about it to say much more than that. No, <laughs> I'm team Johnny, dude. I've... Ooh, maybe don't maybe don't stake a team right now in oh, case okay. we are wrong. Actually, I have, I've done zero research. Yeah, this so is maybe, me just being yeah, for biased. Sure, for sure, don't. I'm not because condoning like, any yeah. sort of behavior. <laughs> I'm not condoning any sort He did illegally bring those two dogs to Australia, which is super fucked up johnny you're not supposed to bring animals from other oh, countries oh i did hear about that that Australia. was a few years ago yeah bro yeah fucked up on that one that uh, one i can that one i can hate johnny depp hey for. johnny depp stop doing that i could accept you wearing a a, a vest over a button up and a bunch of rings maybe. and a million bracelets and a million bracelets <laughs> your wrists must be exhausted from Ugh. holding those yeah uh, that's why they're exhausted that, <laughs> oh um, my god <laughs> I, I really did like Johnny Depp's acting in this film. He did. I thought it was really cool. Fun fact is that this was made um, in the middle of production of Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Really? On Stranger Tides. So he was back and forth between that. Yeah, they had to film They filmed this movie in under two months. Mm-hmm. All the shooting was done in 58 days, and then they shipped him back to Hawaii to film Pirates. Wow, that's so interesting to have to bounce back and forth between such a kooky character like uh, John, uh, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow and this character who's much more... Very grounded. Grounded. This is one of the most grounded, realistic characters I've seen Johnny Depp do in a long yeah. time. Something I want to break down. And before you get to that point, but something we haven't seen him do in a long time. After he became like Johnny Depp as the actor, he started taking these crazy roles. We don't see him play a grounded person for, I've yet to, I mean, in a long time. Yeah. It's usually kooky characters back to back to back to back. If we're lucky. I'm sure we could list 10 easily right now. Do you want, do you want to play our favorite game of back and forth naming movies of Johnny Depp's? Because I actually would like to. Does television count? Uh no, television does not count. So okay. none of the jump streets, man. Um well or one the of jump them. street. <laughs> <laughs> uh well I'll start it off. The tourist. Okay. Um This this game is not ours. It's a Doug Benson game called uh, Last Woman Stanton. So uh we're not taking this for We're not taking you, credit, man. we're just playing it. Um uh Pirates of the Caribbean. Fuck. Full title, please. The first one. Full title, please. Lost at Sea? Incorrect. So you lose on the first round unless you want to change it to a different movie. I'm going to change it to a different movie, yeah, go dude. Ahead. Cry Baby. Okay, good. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Treasure. No. Do you want to try that again? Um, 
Uh, you want to just give up on the Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Sand Beach. <laughs> so you lose then. <laughs> okay, I'm fucking kidding. There are so many more. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm kind of upset that you're fucking it. I'm really fucking this, And dude. you're stalling to think of another movie, because all you can think of is Pirates of the Caribbean, blah, blah, blah. Um, dude, there are so many more. Oh, fucking Black Mass. Perfect. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Uh, I was close. Is that really the full title? Mm-hmm. That's... That's obnoxious. Eh, you know. It's <laughs> a full sentence. Um, let's go with... I haven't even dug deep into my Johnny Depp plethora, by the way. I'm still on the cusp. Why am I really not... I can smash you right now if you'd like. Okay, I don't like that sentence because I, by Because it means no I have to means, take my penis out? <laughs> literally, metaphorically, emotionally, please do not smash me. But go ahead and smash me. All right. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh then there was also Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. There was also Edward Scissorhands. Oh. There was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. Uh, there was 21 Jump Street. The Secret Window. The Secret Window. Uh, there was also Chocolat. He was also oh. in Blow. Blow. He was also in, uh, fuck, what was the other one? Oh, you already said Black Mass. Um, What's the one where he says, uh, it's a fugazi? Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Uh, he, I'm telling you, man, Johnny Dezep is kazillionaire. Oh, he does a lot. He does. There's one that he came out with <laughs> like a few years ago where he was a detective and. Oh, well, he's trying to solve the Tupac Biggie murder? Uh, no, not that one. Okay, because that's a bonkers movie that like. That didn't sounds get re- fake. It didn't get released because of the whole like potentially beating Amber Heard thing. Uh-huh. Um, so they like didn't release it, but then it came out on like VOD. I'm pretty sure it came out on VOD. Can we watch that? Maybe. It's definitely. Uh, but at the same time, another Biggie Tupac movie came out, and it kind of got overshadowed by that one. Okay. Um, that has the guy who does the Coca-Cola commercial on um, The Invention of Lying. That's Oh, that dude. That okay. dude plays the detective. I think he's playing the same character that Johnny Depp That's plays. highly specific that you remember all of that. It's weird, huh? Hey, I'm it kind is. of a Gilbert Grape myself. But I was thinking of... <laughs> uh, hey, you're a Gilbert Grape. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I was thinking of the movie where he was a, de- a detective trying to steal a painting, and the antagonist was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Didn't mm-hmm. do that well. I can't tell you the title because it's because you made up this movie. No, it's a real movie, dude. It's Interesting. a real movie. Um, it is. I think Johnny Depp has a plethora of films that we could pick. Charlie and, and the Chac- Chocolate Factory. I, well, I was going to think of good ones, but yeah, that's also one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked it. It was weird. I think Blow might be one of my favorite Johnny Depp films. Dude, I've yet to see it. It's I, so good. And it, right now, it's very popular on Netflix. The best part about Blow is the montage that they have to Blinded by the Light. I haven't seen it, so I'll show it to you after this. Um, okay. I remember I told Shannon about it because I had that song stuck in my head. Uh-huh. And one day she was like, what are you saying? I was like, I got this song from Blow stuck in my head. And I showed her that montage. And then for like the rest of the time, anytime we hung out, we would play that song. Like when we wanted to get pumped up, if we were going mm-hmm. out to something, we would play that song. And it was kind of like a kick in the ass or maybe like a shot of cocaine where you're just like, yeah, we're you feel the, it. the whole montage is them like doing lines of cocaine, like slapping girls. I, I just got to show you this montage from Blow, if you know what I'm talking about. Actually, I do know what you're talking about because... Uh, you came downstairs one time and my dad was watching Blow and it was on that montage. And I was like, this is the best part. And you started singing Blinded by the Light. It is one of my favorite. That is one of my favorite parts of the movie too, the montage. Because every montage is great in 80s films. That's what saves the 80s. The Are the montages. But you know what saves the 2010s? The Tourist. Um, well, I was going to say the assassination of Osama bin Laden, but yeah, that works too. Hey, yeah, um, uh, I agree with that. <laughs> I think that was 2010. That might have been 2009. Uh, I think a bit earlier, yeah. So maybe it wasn't even the 2010s. But would you like to return back to the movie? I would. Do we have a point that we haven't hit yet? Uh, something I wanted to break down was that first initial interaction between Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. Perfect. Because I think that they have beautiful chemistry and... So I think they should do more with each other. I agree. I, let's spoil it because at the end of the movie, we do find out that Frank Tupelo is Alexander Pierce after uh, he had $25 million worth of plastic surgery. Yes. What I think is great about that is once you know the spoiler and you go back and watch this film, you can see that he's almost telegraphing to her mm-hmm. that it's him. Small hints. He's almost looking at her. He's reading a book when she comes up and he's almost like peeking over the book to see her. Mm-hmm. When he pulls a cigarette, he's almost smoking a cigarette as if to like make a big deal or the e-cigarette, which also sidebar. They don't make e-cigarettes like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember when vaporizers and shit first came out, me and my brother would buy them at like 7-Eleven and they looked like that. It looked like little yeah. fake cigarettes. I like those so much more than like the jewels and the shit that are out right now. Oh, yeah. Because well, they're almost more, for one, they taste gross because they're all candy flavored. But also it was more of a hit. You got more of an actual draw like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 
I like those. I know the rise of vapes and jewels have kind of shooed those out of the industry. It's weird how those are like because not... I remember those did come about, and so that was kind yeah. of old school. Do you to remember see. I used to have I used to have one like when those first, I used to have like a menthol. Was one. Was it a black one? Because I've I, seen yeah, the black, black one with the blue one. lights. Mm-hmm. Yep, the blue. Yeah, uh, and then I even had the one that he has, like the one that looks like a cigarette has like even a red little ember on the end of it. But that was years ago, man. I must have been nineteen. It's a long time when ago. I bought one of those. Well, hey, maybe about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, but. With that, in that interaction. Can I just say something real quick before we move on? Do you think that the vaporizer industry or like the tobacco industry paid for that to be in this movie so that people would watch Johnny Depp using that kind of e-cigarette and then be kind of like drawn to it? I was thinking, I was thinking about a lot of different things in terms of just that, in terms of like nicotine, in terms of the tobacco industry. Pushed into this film. Well, because even later on, so... Just to break it down while we're there, mm-hmm. he's smoking the e-cigarette and he says, don't worry, it's a, an electronic cigarette. It's just water vapor with the same amount of nicotine. Yeah. And uh, she says, uh, he says, is that okay with you? Do you like that? Um, would you rather me smoke a real cigarette? And she says, I'd rather a man do what he wants to do. I did. And I, later oh, on. Oh, so hot. Like, oh, God. what a and fucking. If a woman said that to me, like, because you kind of know she doesn't like it, right? He quit smoking cigarettes for her, Alexander Pierce. Yes. Right? And so he's almost like testing. He's like, hey, I'm, I want you to know. If, as from Alexander Pierce, oh, he's saying it to her. There's as so much Tupelo, I want to talk about. He's like, look, I'm not smoking cigarettes anymore, but I'm still doing my thing because. What she likes is a man who does what he wants. And even if it is detrimental to his own health or he society still wants looks to down smoke, upon it. Even though she doesn't want but because she doesn't want him to and he loves her and cares about her, he's changing it for her. You for know what I mean? Her. I think that's such a crazy little thing that people look over in this film. Yeah. They're all, to circle back, now that we know that he is Alexander Pierce and if we were to watch it again, it does make sense that all these small nuances that he yes. does is for her. her. He's done everything for her to change. Yeah. Um, is there any other bit that you want to... Because I do want to move on to a couple other things. that have There's happened. so much I want to talk about. I, I Their chemistry was really amazing. Good. Even in moments of silence or awkward transactions. They also look really good together. So good I together. I think as a couple, they look really well together. Because, first of all, um, they're both so charming. He. Yeah. He right, progressively right gets smoother other. and smoother with her. Yes, I do like bumbling, trying to be smooth, Johnny Depp. It works, dude. It's it's pretty cute. It was very cute. Like Johnny Depp did a fantastic job in swooning me. Is this our first Johnny Depp film? It is our first Johnny Depp film. Is this uh, our first Jolie? ICBTB. It is our first Jolie film. Yeah. Do you think this is better or worse than Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Oh. Because I recently was talking to somebody who told me that Mr. and Mrs. Smith is apparently a garbage movie. Dude, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's great. I'd have to watch them back to back. Right now, since the right tourist... Right now, let's watch. <laughs> right now, let's do it. Drop we, everything we're doing. We could probably do Mr. and Mrs. Smith for next I week. would love to, actually. It's on HBO. Um, I'm, I'm down for any Jolie movie, man. Any? Any Jolie Tomb movie. Tomb Raider's been on our list for a while. That I watched it. I watched we, I, I think bought I it. I did, too. Uh, Daniel Craig's in that. We should... We should do so that. Difficult. It's so bad, though. Anyways. It's so bad, it's good. The Tourist. Anyway, I do want to talk about... I want to talk about Paul Bettany and Timothy Dalton for a little bit. Yes. Unless we still have more to say about the train scene. Because Not that, necessarily because that. Because that is a great scene, uh, but, and their romance and their connection is really good. Yes. That is one... I will... Before we move on, I do want to say that is probably one of my favorite scenes in the film. But uh, as a more general statement, I want to talk about how uh, the attention to detail... Uh, in this movie was really good. So, yes. for example, uh, he was in a transitional state this entire movie, and this is this is before we know he's Alexander Pierce, of course. What do you mean by that? Like he's still learning how to be Alexander Pierce? No, uh, he's he's when we believe that he is Frank. Uh, what's Tupelo? The, Tupelo. He he's first of all uh, he tells Angelina Jolie, "I have I've gone over a, a breakup. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, there was a woman in my life, and she had left me." And so uh, he he's a tourist in this foreign country. That's the state of transition. You're, tra- you're probably trying to find yourself after some heartbreak. Mm-hmm. He is smoking an e-cigarette, which is very representative of a transitional state in someone's life when you're trying to kind of... Uh, uh, Change one thing about you slowly but surely. Yeah, you're trying to kick off that, thing, that trait about you. Um, and he is growing to uh, love... Uh, Angelina Jolie. He is going through so much change that, and it's not, 
It's not super upfront. It's very subtle. Like all of these small things, the attention to detail, once again, is so good. And you I know, think his character is so fleshed out. And I don't mean to disagree with you uh, generally as a rule of thumb. I, I try not to I yes. disagree with you, Christian, ever. But um, ever. I don't know if I see that as necessarily a transition phase. What do you think it is? Because I wonder if I wonder if how much of his story of Frank Tupelo is actually his story. And how much of it is actually the story of the guy he hired to walk around? Yeah. I think the guy who he had hired to walk around and pretend to be him, that the police, you know, were following and stuff like that, Sewell, um, uh-huh. that guy, I think he is a math teacher from Wisconsin whose wife just died and is taking it to So you her. think they swapped lives? And, and I think Alexander Pierce must have found him along the lines and said, hey, I'll, I want to take over your life. Or, or maybe he didn't even say that. He says, hey, I'll give you all this money. All you got to do is follow these text messages and I'll pay you. Um, and, you know, nothing will happen to you, but I am going to take your name. And and I wonder if he took his story as well. Uh-huh. That is one, an interesting thought. One of the things that I think maybe would negate that is I do think he's using the story of the dead wife as a metaphor for her leaving him. Yeah. Because, because another twist is we find out that the Angelina Jolie is a cop. She's working for Interpol. She's working for Paul Bettany. And Timothy yeah. Dalton. So she's there trying to erase or trying to arrest Alexander Pierce. That's how she gets laid up with with him initially. But then she falls in love and doesn't want to turn him in and then goes cold. Um, then we even see her go back because she falls in love with this guy, Frank Tupelo. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to Paul Bettany and says, hey, I'm ready to give you Alexander Pierce thinking she can give him this guy. And then and then she can be clean and clear and Ale- real Alexander Pierce will come and save her. Yeah. Right? That's pretty much her no, story. That, no, that's pretty much her story. This movie is uh, a testament of her conflict, this push and pull uh, predicament that she is in between Alexander Pierce and her job as a policewoman. Well, right? and even even her love for Alexander Pierce and then her love for Frank Tupelo. Yes. Because even at the end when he has that moment and he goes, do you love me? And Frank says, do you yeah. love me? And she says, yes. And he goes, and what about Alexander? Do you love him too? And she goes, Unfortunately, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. And so it's like... It's a really interesting thing where, and he knows, and I wonder, of course he had it all set up because he, because yes. he knew she would fall for him. She knew that she would still fall in love for him um, because the essence of him doesn't change. Alexander Pierce is still Frank Tupelo. I'm so conflicted. Um, so you have expressed to me prior to recording this episode that you are a fan of that twist at the end. Oh, I love it. That Frank is Alexander Pierce. Of course. It's a little ex. Well, maybe it's not expected because I think the first time I watched it, I didn't expect that. It was a huge twist for me. That's a good point. So on the other end of the spectrum. Because he plays it so well. I, I'm i conflicted because I do think it is it is a brilliant twist on paper. Mm-hmm. But I think what I'm so upset about is that I fell so in love with the character of Frank Tupelo with how fleshed out he was with the clumsy, awkward, grounded Frank yeah. Tupelo that when at the very end when they say, oh, Frank is actually Alexander Pierce, you're throwing away everything that I was choosing to believe in this movie. I wonder, I don't know. I don't see it as throwing away. I, I see it as, I wonder if that is actually how Alexander Pierce is. And that's how she was able, he was able to get her to fall in love with him a second time by being himself and being the real him and being the guy that she actually fell in love with. But with, with a different face. That's all. That's the only difference. That's why I'm conflicted because at the same time, it is, it is so beautiful. But I mean, an, uh, an analogy that I would like to use is that you, you ever watch an improv scene and you think it's going well and like when it, when it starts to get a little dead, someone in the back line says, cut! And mm-hmm. they turn that entire scene, which was an audience's reality for a short moment, they turn that into, like a play. into a fucking set. Yeah. And so now... And I think it's... I, it's, I, I see, I, I can tell you don't like that premise. I like that premise. I think that if done well, I think it can be, I think it can be good. And I yeah. think they did it I think in, in if I can take your analogy and, and apply it to this movie, I think they did it well. Mm-hmm. I think the way that they held the twist until the very end was unexpected. Multiple times in the beginning, do we kind of question, oh, that might be him, that might be him. Uh, but then they very clearly tell us that's not him, that's not him, that's not him. Just for us to be you know, shoved in with the twist at the end. Yeah. You mentioned to me that this movie is... Uh, it's a remake of a French film. Yes. And I looked into the French film. Uh, the French film is called Anthony something. It's based on the guy, you know what I mean? Anth- yeah. uh, Alexander Pierce. Um, but it was it was heavily inspired by Alfred Hitchcock films. And I think if this film had taken a little more of a vertigo, rear window-esque kind of take to it, yeah. it could have been a little more of a thrilly movie. Yeah. But 
I think in 2010 with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, the way to push that movie is romance. Uh-huh. And so they had to keep that part front and center as opposed to keeping the mystery thriller. Yeah, because it was romance first and then like action thriller, and thriller second. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, I think why why I'm upset is very telling of my background. Uh, you and I both know that we are both romantics. Yeah. Uh, you and I both know that we like those. you think those... it's throwing away all the romance that Frank Tupelo set Not up? Not the romance uh, necessarily, but the underdog story of this movie i I think it's still there i honestly think it's still there i wonder if uh, for you is this ending a cop out the same way that i don't like the ending of um oh it was oh he was just about he was dead the whole time and this is all yeah yeah i think so i think so because i think that's such a shitty cop out to end a film i think that's the worst way to end a film Uh, you must think this this like weird i I don't even want to call it a shitty twist because i like it i think it's a good twist yeah well i think no, I'm very, I'm very, I'm 100% into this conversation because like I know, we're I conflicting and I really want to justify. Well, but, and you're doing a fair job. I agree with Thank what you. you're saying. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, maybe I don't agree with it because I think they do a, well, a good job of. You know what I think it is? So I, I like, I like the underdog story of it. I, of the, of it, of him just being Frank. I all, but I dislike, maybe it's like a, a classism thing. This uh, Alexander Pierce is a brilliant billionaire, right? Supposedly. Supposedly. And it was what I think I fell in love with with the original premise was that this math teacher, this American math teacher who is fumbling on his words, something that I could relate to, you know, growing up not having been in, could pull someone as eloquent, as ravishing as Angelina Jolie, an English woman who is... Don't you mean ravenous? Ravenous. Uh, That That part was beautiful. That's a great... That's a smart... We, okay, so to break down that scene for you, so yeah, let's get into that. Angelina Jolie puts on this beautiful dress. Johnny Depp sees her for the first time in this gorgeous dress, and he says, "Wow, you are ravenous." And she says, "Don't you mean rav- ravishing?" He goes, "Oh, yeah, I guess I do." And she says, "You're ravenous." <laughs> oh, what a great moment! Smart what? women get me going, dude. Smart. Oh, oh my man. gosh, she was. So I, I, I don't. As much as I, you know, we joke around a lot about saying like, oh, this woman's hot. Like, well, you know, like, show us your boobs. But <laughs> with Angelina Jolie, show I us just your brain wa- and your boobs. Show us your brain. That's a good way to put it. And your boobs. Uh, <laughs> no, but- I, I agree. I was I recently was speaking to somebody and uh, and she said something like, um, that's a novel idea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a smart person's way of telling me I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's a novel idea. That's like a nice way to say that's a dumb fucking idea. Yeah, but see, look already with with just that small statement, it's already getting your brain going, right? I was like, "Fuck you." Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you like it when women are smart enough to make you say stuff like that, like "fuck you." <laughs> but am yeah. I am I really that dumb? You you uh, I'll tell you, you what, like it's to hard think. to make me feel stupid. <laughs> is it hard? It is. I've done it before. Shut up. <laughs> um, I want to say something that I think is a great twist. Here's another thing that I really like about this film. What? Alexander Pierce paid 25, 25, uh, $20 million, $20 million to have plastic surgery to fix his face. Yeah. Um, would you like a cool fun fact about that? <laughs> Based off of your body language and your flamboyancy. Um, I'll take it. Sure. What's the fun fact, dude? Uh, that's actually um, a callback or not necessarily a callback, but maybe a reference to a very famous criminal who had plastic surgery done so that he wouldn't get identified by the FBI. It was during uh, Prohibition and during the great like age of the robbers of Babyface Nelson and Machine Gun Kelly uh, and John Dillinger and uh, Bonnie and Clyde, these great outlaws that made the American modern day society. Yeah, John Dillinger had plastic surgery to fix his face so that he wouldn't be seen by the FBI so they couldn't recognize him. And fairly successfully had this plastic surgery done so that people didn't recognize him. You know who played John Dillinger in a movie? Who? Johnny Depp. Wow. Yep. So there's uh, a weird connection through all of this. And so I always, I thought that was a really cool semi-callback, semi-Easter egg to to a real-life criminal. John Dillinger is one of my favorite gangsters in, in, in history. He was one of my favorite... Bank robbers, right? Because because Bonnie and Clyde were fucking idiots. Like they were guns blazing. No, they were no, they were straight up dummies. Clyde could not walk because he had a limp. Bonnie could not string a sentence together, nor ever hold a gun because she weighed eighty pounds. Like every gun weighed more than her. <laughs> she is they tiny. Were, they were literally 
dumbasses from Dallas who could not rub two pennies together without having people with them. The only time they had successful bank robberies when they was when they didn't do anything. When Clyde just stayed the fuck in the car and drove, and Bonnie stayed in the fucking house, that's when they got the most money. And, and is that why they got the notoriety that they have? They got the notoriety because it was this idea of a man and a woman run off. You know what are they so doing? So it's the and, idea of them, not necessarily oh, totally. their actual performance. The Romeo and Juliet aspect of gotcha, it. This, this gotcha. runaway bride kind of. We're in this together Louise. until death do us part. Ride or die, fast and furious yeah. kind of thing. We still love that idea to this day. Yeah. Um, they still do Bonnie and Clyde even to this day. It's a it's a very common uh, trope. You know, the outlaw couple, I think, is very interesting. I think that's what gained them so much notoriety because they were the first to do it. Yeah, I don't think that trope will ever die in, in cinema. Yeah, in... I don't think it'll ever be real again. I don't think you could do that kind of thing. But I think in movies, that romanticism of my ride or die kind of mm. chick. Um, uh, which, to add on to <laughs> that, still the tourist. kind of like the end of Pulp Fiction with, mm. uh, with Tim Roth and uh, Bunny. I don't know. Wow. I'm... You Most, don't remember that in no, the no, diner? No, no, I do, 100%. But I don't know if I'm having like some sort of weird stroke or something, but when you said the end of Pulp Fiction, I imagined John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John flying away in the car at the end of Grease. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine that, but them like covered in blood and like I Pulp would Fiction pay style. all of my money, all of my parents' <laughs> to, to money see Tim Roth and <laughs> to see a Quentin Tarantino rendition of, of Grease. Grease. Oh my God, that car race would be so good. Would be amazing. <laughs> Fuck it, not just the car race, the school dance Ooh. would be amazing. It would be a school fight. It'd be a school fight. There'd be a very pulp... pulp There'd uh, be a gang fight for sure between the Greasers sure. and the There'd be a T-Birds. very Pulp Fiction-esque dance-off uh, like Uma Thurman and John Travolta in that high school dance. Um... Yes, I agree. Why don't we get back to the tourists? Let's get back to the tourists. I'm sorry. I, that was my fault. I got distracted talking about gangsters and hey, you know how I get. it's okay, dude. But I do really like that John Dillinger callback because that is a very famous thing that Dillinger did. That's a deep did. Easter egg. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting reference that I don't know if necessarily the French film... Meant. It's just it's just weird how Johnny Depp also played John Dillinger yeah. and now he's doing this film where he's essentially a modern... John ish, Dillinger-ish. Because, he, because uh, Alexander Pierce was a bank robber? Um. No, he was the private banker of the gang of the gang of, of that, the mob of that boss. Mob, yeah, and he uh, he stole yes. bi- uh, millions of bucks. at offshore. Didn't pay taxes on offshore accounts. Yes, that's right. Uh, essentially, a very white collar, yeah. fairly menial crime. Yeah, um, but not for the people he was working for. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, the the guy, the antagonist, made it a point to say like everything that I own. I own. It's it's the same. If you were to steal from me, it's the same thing as stealing my wife. If you were to cheat on, uh, cheat on, if my wife were to cheat on me with you, I'd kill you and my wife. So mm. I like what uh, Jerry said to Beth when he says, if I ever caught you cheating in Rick and Morty, what, what's he say? He says, uh, if I ever catch you cheating, I will go to that hotel room and blow my brains out all over your two naked bodies. Oh my God. I think that's great. Give everyone PTSD, bro. Jerry is an interesting character. I have a sticker of him on my notebook. I right do love now. Jerry. Actually, I hate Jerry, but you know, it's a love hate love hate thing. Um, speaking of love hate things, since we're just going to take a brief moment for me to just fuck Tom Brady, I just got the news that Tom Brady is not signing with the Los Angeles Chargers. That he'll be signing with the stupid Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yet again, yet again. The Chargers have shit the bed and failed their fans. We were so close to having a real quarterback. Now that Philip Rivers is out of the game, I swear to God, if we don't draft that kid from Oregon, I'll cut my foot off. But you're going to get a lot of shit for wanting Tom Brady, someone that you've hated. I hate Tom Brady, but you know what I want more than Tom? You know what I want more than I hate Tom Brady? What? The Chargers to win a fucking Super Bowl. And you'd be fine with that with Tom Brady? I don't care. I don't care if they beg, borrow, steal, suck dick. Kill a grandma, fucking win a Super Bowl, Chargers. That's all I'm asking fuck, in my lifetime. Fuck, suck, dick, kill a grandma. I don't care what they have to do. You win have a, a Super Bowl. weird order win a Super of Bowl. <laughs> win a Super Bowl for you, grandmas out there. If you're listening to this, I'm so sorry about uh, Alejandro over here. Don't apologize for me. I'll make my own apologies. I'm sorry, grandmothers, <laughs> for what I said. I was out of context. What I meant was. If every player on the Chargers had to have sex with their own grandmother for, to win a Super Bowl, I would provide the condoms. This is getting worse and worse. You would provide the condoms? That's disgusting, dude. Three minutes ago, you said, let's get back to this movie. And here we are. 
<laughs> on a tangent off of a tangent off of a tangent and now we're talking about gross that came, things that came out of my mouth and i literally was not sure what was coming out and i uh, i'm sorry that's fucking hilarious that this is why good. i get so scared to do improv scenes with you sometimes oh my oh, gosh man that's fucking hilarious that's that's a lot i'm not writing that sketch with you god i can't wait to put that in the promo oh my goodness Anyway, uh, back to the uh, tourist. I, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I need to. You want to, you need to air out. No, that's good. That. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> I I wanted to go back to how I didn't like this twist. This whole there's this. Uh, I have a problem with with. Uh, it's like a jab at classism for me. You know why? You why don't like you don't like your jabs at classism? You think classism should no, not hear be addressed? Me out. Hear me out. Okay. So, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to be a dick. I am trying to. No, figure it Johnny out. Depp as Frank. Johnny Depp as this math teacher from America should be able to make Angelina Jolie fall in love with him. And should be? and just that. He he should be it should just be that. I, Christian, but of course they twist it again. Of course he's Alexander Pierce. This You you've said this now a couple of times. You've brought up this point two or three times and you've worded it differently, but essentially you're saying the same thing. I'm not really sure what you're I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm not really sure what your point is. Is your point that you would have much rather a story of a math teacher swooning and winning over the the love of a woman like Angelina Jolie? As opposed to the film as it is? Yeah, as opposed to like, of course, it's the bill. It's, it's. You think it's a cop out that I he's also. I do think it's a cop out. I'm, I'm really not trying to be a dick, but I'm trying to understand your logic and your way of thinking to get to this point because I. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily following the logic. You, you, you would rather, you would rather it be a story of a math teacher. Yes. Of a math teacher having gotten, oh, having gotten pulled into this. Here, here's what it is. If I may, yeah, yeah, because you're kind of beating around the bush. I don't know. I'm not really sure it's what not it necessarily is. beating around the bush. I, in my mind, I know exactly what I want to say, but to articulate it, it's it's very difficult yeah. for me. Um, clearly, it's uh, clearly, clearly. But I think what I liked was the concept of of this man, this essentially a nobody, right? In mm-hmm. comparison to someone who seems so elegant and important as Angelina Jolie, for him to get pulled into her shit. And to have fallen in love with her and to have made well, the decision to risk his life for her own safety with having little to no relationship with her at all, I think is so romantic. Usually, I'm against the idea of like love at first sight, sure. falling in love within a week type of thing. But I think the chemistry between Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp was so good in this movie that I wanted it to be real so badly. I think it... I think it uh... I'm not trying to say I disagree with you, but I think that was kind of conveyed. What I wouldn't like is if this film turned into the idea of here's this bumbling idiot, like the man who knew too little. Have you ever seen that movie, that Bill Murray movie? Uh, no. Are you familiar with it at all? Uh, no. Okay. Um, it's a like an idiot who ends up becoming a spy and uh, solves it. Get smart, right? Okay. I would have not liked this storyline if it turned into that idea of here's a bumbling idiot who Angelina Jolie picks up trains and now he becomes the spy she falls in love with him and he's better than alexander pierce and that's the story i I think that's a cop-out rom-com night Uh and day or book of eli right here are these women who follow along the hero or the or the super spy and then they somehow gain these incredible skills and by the end of the movie they're also a super spy Uh like i like the idea that at no point did they ever really hand johnny depp a gun at no point did he have to fight anyone um and and at no point did he, you know, was it like suddenly now he's also a super spy? Yeah. So I think if it would have gone that way, I could kind of see what you're saying, where they're just throwing away the storyline. I don't necessarily think that what we're losing in Frank Tupelo, I don't think we're losing Frank Tupelo when he becomes Alexander Pierce. I think what we're seeing through Frank Tupelo is Alexander Pierce without the money. Uh-huh. without this veil or this jewel in front of our eye or the silver spoon in our mouth where we look at him and say, oh, well, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he's a rich, nice guy. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, he's a nice guy, but of course he's nice because he's he's handling all of these things. We're looking at him for who he actually is, and I think yes. this is an opportunity for even the character of Angelina Jolie to look at Alexander Pierce as if he had nothing. And what does she do? She still chooses him. She yeah. still picks him. She still falls in love with him. And I think that's why I really like this storyline, because it's not necessarily that they're throwing away Frank Tupelo. Uh-huh. It's that they're using Frank Tupelo as a way to remind Angelina Jolie why she fell in love with Alexander Pierce. Yeah, no, and I that's why I'm so conflicted. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm conflicted because there is brilliance in that writing. Again, so for such an underrated film, I think there is so much to dive into and talk about. This. Again, this is the kind of film why I like this fucking podcast, bro. Exactly. Because there is so much to break down. Like, we haven't even really, I can't even see the timestamp, but we haven't even really gone into the whole craziness of the fucking, of, well, I want to touch about Paul Pettney and, and Timothy Dalton because their whole dynamic on Interpol, they're part of Interpol, right? Um, yes. Or, or some international police the agency. The English Interpol. Um, so one of the things that I think is crazy is one thing that we don't ever see in films or like cop films is like when the boss is like, Hey, this investigation cost is costing us millions of dollars. Yeah. We have a, we, we're trying to arrest this guy and we're trying to, to get his money back because we want to make the, the, the bureau whole, right? That's why they arrest people like Jordan Belfort or they arrest these, uh, Al Capone is because the government wants to seize that money and use it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of lost my train of thought there no it's okay so you wanted to talk so, about timothy dalton and so the whole movie timothy dalton is breathing down paul bettany's throat pretty much saying like hurry up and finish this investment it's or investigation it's costing us way too much money mm-hmm. and then at the end of the film how does alexander pierce get out of it well, he just writes him a check for how much the investigation costs i do think that was Here, smooth. you don't have to fucking investigate me anymore here's your money back i do like that and then there was that quick interaction of um this is close like timothy dalton's just like we're not yeah, Timothy Dalton is like, you're telling me that you want to arrest a man that stole from a gangster mm-hmm. and paid us back? A dead gangster. A dead gangster. A gangster. A dead gangster. And paid and us then back. And pays us back. In we're, full. We're not going after this guy. Yeah, the other and guy. That's pretty much how you get out of prison, bro. <laughs> having that kind of connection. And you just pay the government off. Pay them off. How much did I hurt the... Actually, if you just pay your taxes, usually the government won't give a fuck. Because, this is weird. Um... <laughs> I'm not even going to go down that weird Kennedy <laughs> communist thing. Oh, my gosh. Not if that's where we were going to go, if that's where we're going to go. I stopped myself. I stopped myself. Hey, good job. You're learning, man. Hey, thank you. You're that's learning. For a different podcast when we do Ruby or something. Oh, well, we should do Ruby. It's about Jack Ruby, the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, I'm very into that. I don't know what the ratings are, but I'm into that just we'll so see. I can talk about we'll Kennedy. See. Dude, uh, yeah, I'm getting so excited now to like find movies are below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, oh, You right. know what I do like about this one is it's not an overt comedy. I think we should maybe do a little more of dramatic-ish movies. I think every once in a while we do, which is great. Well, look how passionate we are in talking about this film. Uh, look, dude, this is a great film. Yes. In talking about uh, other films that aren't as uh, serious, we have a lot of fun with it. Okay. We, we do def- definitely enjoy them. But here, obviously, we're, we're trying to justify and opposite e- ends of... Yeah, it's easy to make fun of comedy movies and talk about the funny parts, but I think we do a good job. And I don't. this is very, um, <laughs> you know, behind, uh, inside the field baseball talk that we're having on our show, but whatever. Yes, that's um, okay. Do you have a best person on set award? Oh, my best person on set award is going to go to... Uh, Florian Heckel von Dahmer's Mark. Oh, the the director. The director. Would you like to know her full name? Uh, yes. Okay, please. I have it right here, actually. But Is go that ahead and say not the full name? That was <laughs> almost a paragraph. Go ahead and say your bit while I pull up her name. Well, I, I think she did, first of all, he. to tackle, or uh, he. Uh, he, I don't know, with that name, Florian, that's a, that's a gender neutral kind of name. No, it's just German. Just, or German. Um, I think his middle name is even better. His full name is Florian Maria George Christian Graf Henk von Donnersmark. Oh my gosh, that's a full on five seconds. I would never introduce myself as that right off the bat. Jesus, his daughter's name is Laura Cosmia Hecklin von Donnersmark. Jeez, that's like 20 Germans, syllables. Man, fuck. Anyways. Germans. Yeah, I, I think he did a good job of of taking these two actors and really really committing to the attention to detail with this twist a few things to say Mm -hmm. obviously their chemistry angelina and johnny's chemistry on set beautiful Mm -hmm. focusing on the small nuances between them and third even though i wasn't 100 with the twist at the end but taking the twist into consideration the whole time and to rewatch it a second time knowing that frank is alexander pierce to then again notice the small nuances uh, tellings yes the small nuances that yeah. oh he's trying to give her signs that he is alexander yeah watch, watching this movie for the podcast i had seen it once before a long time ago so i knew what the twist was so i was able to see those little things and kind of really geek out about it i am interested to know this was your first time watching this film first time and and i guess i don't need to ask because you've been very clear that you didn't like the twist but when that twist uh, did come when he opened the safe yes were you shocked were you surprised two things at first at first, I was shocked. I was excited. I was blown away that he knew the code uh-huh. so uh, so easily. 
And I was like, fuck, what's going to happen next? I like, and then for some reason, my gut told me that I didn't like it once he said, or once we found out he was Alexander. When is it that you figured out he was Alexander? Because I figured it out when he opens the safe. Because um, he says something like, well, I have a, a solution for you where you can be with both. And then he opens a safe. Or did you not figure it out until she's like, $20, $20 million, this is the face you pick? No, 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 no. Before that. before It was like after he after he opened the safe. Because like I don't think Paul he Bandy says much. It out? No, he doesn't. It's one of the, whatever the second or third sentence after he opens the safe is that he you're, the audience should know that that's yeah, Alexander. Yeah. Because I was kind of hoping like somehow he he found out what the safe was. Or, what or if he knew safe Alexander was. Pierce, yeah. Something like that. Um, and, and I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole of me defending like I, I hope I wish he was Frank the entire time and that she had the ability to fall in love. Arguably, I think he was Frank the entire time. I, and you know what I mean? Like, I think I just want him to be a normal person rather than you just want to be able to be on a train in France and somehow find a beautiful Angelina Jolie. I think it's just relatable, pick you up dude. And take you away, dude. <laughs> Scoop you up and take you on a crazy mission. Please, please. I mean, as listen, m- secret agents out there, if you're looking yes. for a schlub. We got one right here for you. Dude, if a, if a schlub like me could meet uh, a, um, a gorgeous woman like Angelina Jolie, please take me away. Call me a schlub as many times as you want. Take my wife, please. Uh, take my wife, take my money, take my watch. Um, my best person on set of awards since you asked was uh, Timothy <laughs> Dalton. Okay, you want to expand on that, please? I love seeing old James Bonds doing things that are as if James Bond retired and had to get a second job. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see a James Bond doing stuff like this, like when Sean Connery was in... Um, League of Extraordinary Men. That he's a, no. Well, he's playing a he's playing a different character. But no, uh, what's it with Captain Zeta Jones? Uh, I don't know. I am blanking on so many movies today. Anyways, um, he's essentially playing like an old James Bond. Or in The Rock, when Nicolas Cage has time, he's essentially playing old man James Bond. I love when Pierce Brosnan meets up with Jackie Chan in The Foreigner. He's playing old, old man J- James Bond. It's just like, what does Bond do after he retires? Oh, well, he's got to keep working. You're he's such a, a Bond nerd. That I you're, am. You're creating your own deep, fan fiction sequel deep, in your mind deep. for James Bond. Timothy Dalton was only Bond for two films, bro. <laughs> and and I'm like, already like... Yeah, so after Dalton retires, because after Felix gets his legs eaten by alligators in, in that movie, it's it's fair to say that Bond doesn't want to continue this. It's it's fair to say that he was scarred. He was like, uh, it's time You know to- what? I think I'll join Interpol. Yeah, it's a lot more <laughs> lax. <laughs> Timothy Dalton plays a great bad guy. He also plays like, he's been a bad guy a couple of times. I think he was a bad guy in one of the Johnny English films. Uh-huh. Uh, I think any English actor... Plays a good bad guy. Plays a, Except for Simon Pegg, plays a good bad guy. Well, I mean, he plays a good people we don't like remember that ugly schluppy alien that's mean to ray and uh the, the first star wars that she's in yeah the one that like hands her shitty food oh um that big alien in the box oh not snoke okay i'm kidding uh like when she's living on the dirty planet and she's like trading yes track. yes i do remember that's simon Pegg. really yeah really yeah damn star wars recruiting everyone <laughs> really really really, really? <laughs> i sound so ratchet as i do that hey everybody we just want to say thank you and stay uh, safe out there with this whole coronavirus and stuff uh, wash your hands and don't you know shit in your mouth and stuff like that please don't do that because we know there are a lot of mouth shitters out there and we know there's a lot of fucking idiots out there guys i went to the store and it's just full of idiots so yeah i went to the grocery idiot. store earlier a lady literally had both of her hands out spun in circles so that she could create uh, a clear radius around her so that she could get tp that's actually a brilliant move what i did was i walked in there fully naked and covered in peanut butter uh and everybody was just getting out of my way i was in and out in 10 minutes wow that, that was you that was oh you were there yeah you didn't see me i was the guy that was fully covered in mayo doing mm. the worm on the floor I to didn't scare see that away guy. people i thought that was like some sort of weird interpretive dance so i just let the mayo man have the show because mayo men deliver rain sleet or snow yeah <laughs> thank you guys <laughs> bye bye <laughs>